0: We want to continue this morning talking about um, COVID fatigue. About uh, at least that's what the media now calls it. Us just being weary and burdened and worn out and beat down uh, by all of the bad news that we continually see, and I, and I think it's worse because we <clears throat> we live in a in a culture that's about instant gratification. I mean, uh, you know, there's a comedian that says fast food wasn't fast enough, so we invented drive-through windows so you could eat your your meal in the car the way God intended. And and it, that's funny, yet it's true. We uh, we live in a in a culture that is all about right now, and so this seems to be uh, the, the COVID-19 and the and the social unrest, all of this just seems to be dragging out for months on end with no end in sight. And so it's really challenging everything our culture is built upon. And and then we, uh, I know we've had the problem here at our church, we open things up and then we have to close them back down. And <clears throat> we had church outside then we had church inside. Now we're not having a uh, meeting together again it it causes fear and worry and anxiety and even depression we're just worn out on this we're weary and burdened and beat down so what do we do with that well i want to uh, i want to mention again that god has given us over 365 verses of scripture to deal with fear and anxiety and worry and being troubled and And so um, so we can turn to what God has to say about this, because too often what we do is we turn on ourselves or we turn on our loved ones. We're too weary to be patient anymore. and And we have emotional pain, we have physical pain, and, and so we lash out either at, at someone close to us, or we tear ourselves down. We need strength. And we need hope. And and we're not going to find those two things in a vaccine or a cure. Because it won't be available quickly enough. And it won't be effective enough to to calm all of our fears. We need strength and hope that is going to source beyond time. We need the strength and hope that only Christ gives. So we're going to look at a psalm today psalm 61 it's a psalm of david but it's very clear as we read it that it looks forward not just to the time of king david but to the time of the king of kings jesus so let's read psalm 61 psalm 61 says god hear my cry pay attention to my prayer i call to you from the ends of the earth when my heart is without strength Lead me to a rock that is high above me. For you have been a refuge for me, a strong tower in the face of the enemy. I will dwell in your tent forever, and I will take refuge under the shelter of your wings. God, you have heard my vows. You have given a heritage to those who fear your name. Add to the days of the king's life. May his years span many generations. May he sit enthroned before God forever. Appoint faithful love and truth to guard him. Then I will continually sing of your name, fulfilling my vows day by day. So again, let's study our way through this. Let's look at the context first. Now, most scholars agree that this psalm was written by David or for David when he was unable to be in Jerusalem. It's it's probable that David wrote this psalm while running from Absalom which uh, is the story told in 2 Samuel 15. And so we have this this reference to crying out to God from the ends of the earth. In fact, this phrase translated, the ends of the earth, literally means from the uttermost. And so the idea is calling out from God from as far away from God as you can possibly get. So I want you to stop for a moment and just consider this, a prayer that starts out, with feeling like God is so far away that you can't possibly reach him, a prayer from the the wilderness of life is that where you're at right now is, are, are you in the wilderness time of life are you does, does it feel like God is just so far away? Call out to him here here David is feeling far away from God, and he says so. He's honest about it. This is how I feel, God, that that I am literally from the uttermost ends of the earth away from you. But look at the trust that's in this psalm also, that God will hear, that God will reply, even though it seems like God's so far away. And then you can see the references here to the coming king of kings, the rock, the king of Reigns forever, the king who is enthroned with God, the king who reigns with faithful love and truth. These all come true in Christ, the King of Kings, the rock of salvation, who rules with faithful love and truth. So the context is David running for his life, running from his own family and a country that's turned against him. And he turns to God for for strength, even though it seems that God is so far away, he turns to God for strength. But David trusts that God is going to hear, going to give him the strength that he needs, the refuge that he needs, and solve the kingship of Israel in a permanent way. And God does in Jesus Christ. So what does this say about God? It says that God is never too far away to hear your prayer. I know it can feel that way. Maybe especially as we look around at our world today, it it seems like God's forgotten mankind entirely, but he is never too far away to hear you. And he is never too far away to give you strength, to be your refuge, to fulfill his promise of a savior you cannot get too far away from God. No matter how far you've gone away from God, you can stop and you can call out to God from the uttermost, from the ends of the earth. It also tells us that God is our refuge and our strength. We feel like Our heart is without strength. And and that's more literally, as as he says, when my heart is without strength. And that's that's literally weak, faint, or overwhelmed. God is waiting to give us refuge, a safe place, and strength when our heart is overwhelmed or faint or weak. Now, I've talked about this strength before many times. This word can mean physical power. It can mean emotional stability. It can mean spiritual resilience. It means every kind of strength you could possibly need, God is waiting to give you when you call out to him. Now, it also says that Christ is our rock. There are several references to Christ being our rock in scripture. Psalm 118 says, God will send send a stone that will be rejected by the builders but will become the chief cornerstone. Jesus then applies this to himself in Matthew and in Mark and in Luke. Peter applies this to Jesus in his Sermon in Acts and in 1 Peter. Isaiah 8 says God will send a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense that will crush those who do not believe him. And that's applied to Christ in Matthew and in 1 Peter. Isaiah 28 says God is laying a precious cornerstone in Zion and whoever believes in him will not be disturbed, which is applied to Christ in First Peter and by Paul in 1 Corinthians 10. Now that's just a few examples. But what does it all mean? What does it mean to have Christ as our rock? Well, that chief cornerstone that, that it continually talks about is the most important part of a building. And so it's chosen the most carefully. It's got to be the strongest. Because if the cornerstone fails, the building crumbles. So Christ being our rock, Christ being our chief cornerstone, means we have a solid foundation. We may be shaken, but we will not fall. We will not crumble. We will weather whatever comes our way and still be standing. If our lives are built on Christ, our rock and our chief cornerstone. Now verse two talks about a rock that is high above me. Now this is a uh, this is a place this phrase means a place that you can't reach on your own. We need to be led there because we can't reach it on our own. It's too high for us. And we need God's help to get there. And isn't that exactly what Christ has done? Christ has led us And brought us to himself, the rock that is high above us. Christ can be reached because God sent him to be reached. He sent him to live among us. He sent him to be like us. He sent him to die for you and I. So we are led to the rock that's higher than us because God has made a way in sending Jesus Christ. Now, it also tells us that God keeps his promises. Because look at this psalm. This psalm is in a time <clears throat> when when all of Israel was turning against David, when Absalom was turning against David. And yet, and, and so he not only restores David, but then the, the promises of this psalm of, of a, a ruler that will reign forever is in Christ as well so it looks forward to a time when Christ rules and reigns and is our strength and is our refuge and and when our hearts are weary and overwhelmed and troubled he sets us on a high place over our troubles this is for our time god's kept this promise so we can have confidence that he will continue to keep his promises we can have we can have confidence that he will hear you and he will keep this promise for you. So what does it say about us? Well, it says that we have strength and refuge when we feel overwhelmed. Come to the rock. Come to Christ and feel the safety and security you need. Gain the strength you need, the physical strength, the emotional strength, the spiritual strength, or all of it. We can call out to God no matter how far away from him we've wandered. You can't get too far away from God to call out to Him. You can be as far as possible away from Him, the ends of the earth, the uttermost, and cry out to God for His strength, for His refuge, and for His rock. And it says that we can count on God. He kept His promise to David, He always keeps His promises. Cry out to God and He will hear, no matter how far away you are. He will give you strength. He will give you refuge. He will place you on a high place, a place you cannot find and cannot reach on your own. So what must we do? Well, quite simply, cry out to God. Trust Him to answer and give you what you need. You need strength today cry out to god do you need a hiding place today refuge cry out to god you need to be lifted up above all of this uh, uh, all of this stuff today cry out to god build your life upon the rock as we have seen jesus is the rock the rock of salvation and he's the king of kings he's the cornerstone we need to have our lives grounded upon Now, let's look at at verse two, phrase by phrase. I call to you from the ends of the earth. Again, the idea behind this, this phrase is calling out to God from as far away from him as you can possibly imagine. Remember, in this time, they understood Jerusalem to be where God lived. And so you had to go to Jerusalem to meet with him. Now, we sometimes actually think this way about church, don't we? Have you ever ever heard somebody say, or, or maybe you've said yourself, well, you can't say that in church. Well, if you can't say it in church, you can't really say it anywhere, can you? Or does God only live in church? They understood that God lived in Jerusalem. So getting away from Jerusalem meant getting away from God. So we have to understand for our day, that there is nowhere too far from God. Even David understood that when he writes this psalm. Even though his belief system said that God, was, God lived in Jerusalem, he called out to God from outside Jerusalem, far away. We know God is everywhere. And so we can call out to him everywhere. There is nowhere too far from God that you can't call out. You cannot get too far from God to call on him. When my heart is without strength, I think that's where we are today. Our hearts or our minds or our will, if you prefer, are overwhelmed. They're faint. They're beaten down. They're weary. And if it does describe you, call out to God from wherever you are right now. There's no place too far away. No situation too bad. No no possible situation you could be in that you cannot call out to God. It doesn't take much strength to call out. But He gives you enormous strength and enormous shelter when you do. Lead me to a rock that is high above me. I have to tell you that I... I hear the old hymn when I read this, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You hear that ringing in the back of your head? I do. Lead me to the rock that is high above me. Lead me to Jesus. Lead me to uh, to a place above all of this, a place that that I can't reach on my own, a place of strength and security that I cannot reach without Christ. You know, there's an amazing message in this verse, but, but honestly, there's an amazing message in this entire psalm. I really would like you to, to consider the whole psalm today as well, because God is our refuge and our strength when our hearts are faint, when we're weary, when we're overwhelmed. Christ is our rock, the high place above all the stuff of life. He is the King of Kings, and he's the Savior. Psalm 61 moves from a prayer to praise, from calling out to God, from what seems like too far away, to worshiping him in his tent. Let this psalm lead you that way. Let let it lead you from pouring out your your weary heart to God from, from far away to worship in his presence. Let this psalm lead you to cry out to God, no matter how far you've wandered. And to be back in his presence this morning. I pray the promise of this psalm will be true in your life. The strength that you need. The refuge that you need. The rock of salvation that God has given you. The the high place above all the bad news. All the stuff. All the turmoil of our time. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Will you call out to God? Do you feel like you're too far away? Will you call out to God and build your life on the rock, Jesus Christ? I'm going to ask that you pray with me this morning. Father, we need this strength and this refuge today. We need to be in a place higher than all this turmoil that, that we see all around us. We need Jesus. Our world needs Jesus. Lead us to the rock that is higher than us. Lead us to this place of strength and refuge. Lead us to your house. Lead us from crying out to you to worshiping in your presence. I thank you for this, your word. And I pray that you apply it to us. I I pray these promises for every listener today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.